0: Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back. Droid Life Show today, episode 102. Uh, I'm your host, Kellen. With me, Tim. Tim hi. Hey, guys. How's it going? Tim here. Oh, the date is Friday, February 12th, by the way. Thanks for joining us. Uh, we're talking recap stuff, basically. Uh, this is one of those odd times of the year where there's not necessarily a lot of official announcements and news Uh, But we've got leak after leak, speculation, speculation, all sorts of weird teasing by companies and stuff. And of course we have that because we're inching closer to Mobile World Congress, which uh, is not this weekend, but it starts uh, basically next weekend. On February 21st, a bunch of companies will do press events uh, to sort of kick off what will be the following week of Mobile World Congress. So we're expecting, you know, Samsung and LG to do their thing, maybe some other companies. Uh, But because all that's happening, it really has kind of been mad out here with just stuff flowing in from every direction from leaks, picks, rumors, whatever, benchmarks, all that stuff. So, uh, we want to just kind of give you the latest on that. I know we talked about a l- little bit about it all last week, but there's just so much new stuff again that we figured we'd run through it all. So, uh, let's, uh, I guess we should probably start first with the, the big guys, and that's whatever Samsung does. Um, so, obviously, we're expecting the Samsung Galaxy S7 and S7 Edge. Uh, and this week we actually got uh, we got a clean new press render of the S7 edge. and then we also just got the first images of devices in the wild, someone holding them. And so we kind of got to see what they might look like, how big they are, how curvy and bubbly they are, all of that stuff. So uh, the first couple of pictures we got are the in hand ones. And uh, we got a, a look at the back side, I believe, of the regular S7. And then the front side is a picture of the S7 Edge, and so you know they look a lot like last year's phones, except the camera housing on the back is flush now to the back, and a lot of people complained about the little hump it had last year. And then the back side of each device sort of has this domed look, uh, where where the Galaxy Note has sort of uh, on the back side these two flat panels off to the side. These new phones seem to be have edges kind of curved all the way around, top to bottom, um, side to side. And so uh, there's probably a couple reasons for that. It probably fits better in your hand when you're holding it. And it also adds some bulk to the back that hopefully allows for a big old battery, since battery life was, uh, was kind of an issue. Um, each phone's in sort of a black color, which actually looks black instead of that sort of dark blue that we got last year. And uh, yeah, I mean, they look a lot like last year's phones. What were, you, what were your thoughts when you saw these? Uh,
1: same thoughts that you had. They look a lot like what we got last year from Samsung. But at the same time, you know, I, I like those phones a lot from last year. So really, you know, them not changing up the design too much, I think, is, is fine with me. As long as it still has that premium feel in hand, which the S6 Edge and S6 had, then uh, I'm a total fan. Uh, the Edge, the, uh, the bottom image that we have, looks very edgy. Kind of like very bubbly on the front portion, front side. And I'm okay with that, I guess, as long as it can fit a bigger battery. I mean, really, that was like our main beef, I think, with both of those phones. They're both, the S6 and S6 Edge are so thin, you know, it really can't fit that big of a battery in there. So hopefully, you know, these uh, bigger phones will allow for a larger battery and in turn allow for longer uh, daily usage because I couldn't even get really a solid full day, like 8 a.m. to 11 p.m. or whenever, you know, full day. Um, you know, from either the s 6 or S6 Edge. So I'm hoping that changes. In terms of just the overall look, I really like it, though. I dig that it's just black. Uh, I'm not really, like, a big fan of the color black on phones just because it's been done so many times. I'm sort of over it. Like, I like the different colors, like the the gold that Samsung has or, um, you know, the white phones, just something different. But um, this black is, is just clean, you know. It's very simplistic. So that's what, yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, you can't really go too wrong. Like you said, black's kind of boring, but they make it because it's a standard color. It's not really a color, right? It's a standard offering that people just sort of tend to go for, black or white. Uh, Samsung always sort of introduces a couple of interesting colors here and there. We almost never get them in the U.S. Apparently, U.S. people are just boring as hell because none of the cool colors ever come here.
1: I think it's probably the carrier's decision, which phones they want to carry and all that. Right, but. And I'm just assuming
0: the carriers think that we're all just boring. Oh, yeah. as human age, you see know that. I mean, Yeah. Uh, the other thing with the S seven edge is, is in this picture. We're also sort of getting that first look at, it also has rounded sort of top and bottom. So rather than just the edges on the sides, um, flowing off the top and bottom edges kind of do as well. So you really sort of get this bubbly appearance. It, it could be really cool. Um, I'm a little worried. Well, I don't. I don't think we'll get like a, a table wobble with the phone. I don't know why that drives me so nuts. But when you put a phone on a table and it wobbles, uh, I don't know that it'll have a big wobble just because it's more the edges that are curved. But I'm a little worried about that. But otherwise, if you have a phone that's sort of got that rounded, pillowy look to it, I would imagine holding it would be would be pretty great. Uh, I mean, the Note Five is sort of a, you know a version of that, and the Note Five is a dream to hold. So. Like here's the Note 5, and you can see just the side panels um, are curved in the back. But on the Note or on the uh, S7 edge and S7, we think it's rounded up top here too. So it kind of just has this like bubbly feel. So it should be, it should be very cool. They're, they're probably going to be great to hold. And, you know, the flush camera housing, it, it didn't bother me last year. I thought it added some dimension to it. Um, this thing's flush, and everyone wanted it flush. So now it's flush. Uh, but I'm with you. All I really care about is how big the battery is. Because, um, yeah, I, it's kind of crazy now to think back. When we were reviewing the S6 and S6 Edge, I just remember thinking, I have to be doing something wrong here. There's no way the battery life can be this bad. Uh, and now I just think it was the phone because every other phone I've used, 6P, Note 5, Moto X Pier, all these phones that I've sort of stuck with for lengthy periods of time, they all get me through a whole day. And the S6, that thing would be dead at like i talked about this, but like 3 p.m. It was dead. I had to charge it. So uh, let's see, though. So outside of those two pictures, we got a render um, of the silver version. So I'm excited about this version. Um, at the Galaxy Note 5 event last year that Tim attended, he did his hands-on with the Note 5 with this silver variant of the Note 5. <laughs> it was so good-looking. Just a classy, clean phone. And, uh, of course... Samsung didn't really release that. I don't know if they ever did overseas a little bit here and there, but it obviously never made its way to the U.S. In my opinion, it was the best-looking of the Note variants. And so this picture of the S7 Edge is sort of that silvery color. I guess we'll see, right, if it comes anywhere near us. It probably won't, but, you know, one can dream.
1: It was definitely a great-looking phone, especially in person, the Note 5 in that silver color, kind of like a metallic silver, almost like a chrome the reflections that played off of it were so nice, you know, and like as silver as it was, it, it almost seemed to pop with color, you know, depending on the light. It was just, it looks very nice. And I wish that Samsung would have released it here. But what are you going to do? I, you know, I seriously doubt we're going to see it uh, right. launch in the US, but hey, a uh, guy can hope.
0: I just got your your video playing now of it, and whenever you flip to the backside, it just has this like shine, almost it like pops. a mirror. It's very cool. Yeah,
1: yeah. I don't so know what cool. the deal is. I mean, really, we found out that the backside of these phones is it's nothing more than a a little plastic film with the coloring you know placed on the backside of the glass. That's right, because That's so right, that
0: dude scraped off the inside and he had yeah, the clear to make phone. it a see
1: through. That was awesome too. But yeah, so at the same time, you know, what's so difficult? about making a ton of different colors. I mean, it's got to be the cheapest process in terms of manufacturing and production. Um, I mean, why not make a red one or a green one or yellow or purple, blue, like a real blue?
0: Samsung maker and let us just customize the color of that.
1: Why not? Yeah, I don't even want to think about how many SKUs they would have, you know, in order to like fulfill that, you know, for thousands and thousands of people across the globe. But at the same time, you know, it it would almost be worth the effort, you know, to really just like say, if you wanted to put Motorola in their place, Oh yeah. You think you're cool with Motorola maker? Well, we're Samsung. Look what we can do in terms of customization. Boom. Samsung maker goes live. You can customize the S six. Or you know S seven Note five Note six whatever in any color you want and I'm sure it's totally doable but you know that's an investment on their part and uh, they don't don't
0: need to do that right like Motorola has to do Moto Maker because they need something to stand out Samsung really doesn't need to do that no they don't but think if Samsung took on all of those like extra things that everyone does right like they created like Samsung Maker. And I mean, I don't know what HTC is doing, but they've kind of already taken over the premium build thing, right? Like they just started adopting everyone's ideas. They thought like if they put like Moto display, basically in the Samsung phone and like all these things that we love about it and gave you an option for stock Android, it would be like the greatest thing ever.
1: Right. So we know that the hardware will probably be fine on the S7, S7 Edge, blah, 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 because they did great last year. But what about the software? What are we thinking for TouchWiz? We haven't really heard anything about on the software side of, of either of these devices.
0: Yeah, wasn't it last year before the announcement, there was rumors that they had toned it down? I want to say, like, people, there was even maybe some interviews before they ever announced anything. and it was all this word, like, oh, they've toned it down, they've toned it down, the software's going to be great. And then, of course, they took the stage and they announced that they had really cleaned it up and all this stuff. We haven't heard any of that stuff this year.
1: Yeah, I mean, how do you tone it down anymore, really, besides just ridding completely of the yeah. uh, of TouchWiz, which is not going to happen. Yeah, but, look, it's uh, gotten a lot yeah. better.
0: I don't know that yes. I have that many complaints about it. Like, my S6, I remember after a couple of updates early on last year, got a little slowed down, and it pissed me off. And I used to have to reboot it all the time, and then I just eventually moved on to whatever was next. But uh, in terms of, like, the look and stuff, it, it's 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 fine now, I would say.
1: Yeah, it's hard to say because it's Samsung, right? And they have a long history of almost not caring about the software updates and blah, blah, blah. You know, and we say not caring, but it's just because users don't have their updates. I think we talked about it last week where the Note 5 is still running Lollipop. And uh, no inclination from Samsung as to when folks can expect an update to Marshmallow. I mean, they
0: haven't even said anything, right? Not like, oh, we're going to try to get it ready by... Yeah, no. (laughs) (laughs) But... I think mean, about so, how like insane typical, that is. everyone else yeah. has tried to tell us something. Like, okay. HCC pretty open about it these days. Even Motorola, basically, it's just David Schuster on Google, like giving people updates, but at least there's someone telling us. Um, LG, I think, even sent out probably an email uh, or a press release or something around the time Marshmallow was released and said, We're working on it, I feel like. But yeah, Samsung, just they're just silent. I, I don't understand how they can do that. I know they're Samsung and they're huge, but. When carriers,
1: um, when the OEMs and the carriers sort of get together for more transparency when it comes to updates. Like, for example, Marshmallow was announced, and then almost immediately after T-Mobile sent out the list, here are the phones that are going to get Marshmallow. You know, it had the G3, G4, et cetera, et cetera. And that's great for consumers who buy these phones, right, because they're only a few months old. They're expecting to get the update, And um, then you have companies like Samsung who just remain silent until the day the software finally goes live. And, you know, on the consumer side of things, that's not good. That's not fun. Um, So I I really hope that they sort of make a promise or no one's looking for a guarantee like HTC because all you're ever going to do is get your heart broken. Um, But you would just hope that Samsung would do better at uh, the whole software thing and updating.
0: Mostly, yeah, yeah. And people are starting to be, I guess, I, I probably noticed it before. I seem to be noticing it more now so than ever. Now more so than ever. Uh, and that's people complaining about Samsung and updates. Uh, you know, it used to be like just a Verizon. Everyone just bitched about Verizon all the time. And like with the Droid Turbo and things like that. Now it seems like everyone is complaining about how slow Samsung is. I mean, we have S6, S6 Edge, S6 Edge Plus and Note 5. None of those phones are running Marshmallow and... You know, it's mid-February. They're about to announce their new flagships. And, you know, Marshmallow got to us in, what, beginning of October or something like that, mid-October. So we're talking four months in, and not one of their phones has Marshmallow. That's bad. I mean, LG has pushed it out to how many G4 variants? Basically, everyone, or like Sprint, T-Mobile, and AT&T, obviously not Verizon because they're terrible and slow at that stuff. But Mm -hmm. they pushed it out to three variants. Who knows how many international models? HTC is pushing out to almost every single one M9 they've got. Obviously, the A9 came with it, but it's already on 601. Um, Motorola's pushed it out to the Moto X Pure Edition and Verizon, and then we're supposedly doing it to the Turbo 2 today, but they've like pulled that documentation, which is really weird. Um, so, you know, but Samsung, not one. Everybody else has pushed at least one phone. Mm-hmm. Samsung, nope, nothing. And, they, yeah, like you said, they haven't set a word. That's yeah. bad. It's bad. Spe- it's peculiar. It makes
1: you raise an eyebrow um, yeah. you know, to what's going on over there. You know, but like who's
0: even in charge, right? <laughs> you know, yeah. how many like, employees did we say they had last week? Like thousand.
1: 200 you know, like who's the punching bag? Who's that community guy you go to? So it's like, hey, dude, where's my where's my update? You know, at HDC they have Mo um, at LG. Yeah, I don't know who's over at LG either, but there's usually someone who's like a, a community punching yeah. bag who can like take the brunt of the twitter
0: sphere and
1: all the hate and all the negativity and be like yo we're working on your crap.
0: But well, and I uh, get that Samsung is huge and they're everywhere and they sell more phones than anyone. But like, how hard is it for them to just have a couple of guys that, you know, can just kind of tweet out, "Hey, we're starting to do updates. This is when you should expect them or we're working on them." Or how hard is it to have a team dedicated to updating their stupid phones? I, we just said they have two hundred and some thousand employees globally as a company. How can they not put like ten dudes together to like hammer out an update? Like, how, why why does it take four months? Like LG's doing it, they sell a lot of phones. I, I, I don't get it. I don't get it. So that is a worry, you know. If you buy the uh, the S7 or S7 Edge, it, you know it'll come running Marshmallow. We know that, but you know how long is it going to take before it gets you know Android N? Is it going to be until like next April or May, whenever you know they get around to it? It's unfortunate. A company that day should be better about it. They should have, they have the money and they should be able to hire the manpower to do it. All right. Anyways. So in other news, uh, you mentioned battery and we talked about how important that is. So the FCC, so there was a filing like a couple of weeks ago now for um, S7 and S7 Edge for all the U.S. carriers And it didn't say much about battery. I looked through every single document. And then randomly this week, uh, all the international models hit the FCC, like the Korean variants and just kind of the international models in general. And on one of the S7 Edge test pages, well, no, it was on one of their label location pages. They listed this screenshot from the phone to show where the uh, FCC certification um, FCC ID will be, since they don't have to brand it on the phone anymore, they can put it in software. And right under it, it says battery capacity thirty six hundred milliamp hour. So the S six S seven Edge has a massive thirty six hundred milliamp hour battery. That's good news.
1: My and great news. Yeah,
0: and the other rumor is that the regular S seven has a three thousand milliamp hour battery. So. You know, Samsung upgraded those uh, sort of substantially. Like the Note 5 and the S6 Edge Plus had three thousand milliamp hour, and the S6 and S6 Edge, the regular ones, I think they were twenty five fifty and twenty five hundred or something like that. So, you know, a nice a nice twenty five percent or twenty percent or so bump there. Uh, That's a big deal. Um, And so, yeah, I mean, the rumor said three thousand and thirty six hundred, and so that we got thirty six hundred, you know, confirmed basically by the FCC. So. It's a good sign. I mean, in terms of if you compare thirty six hundred milliamp hours to anybody else, the 6P is a 3450. So it's bigger than the 6P's battery. And then the Turbo 2 is at 3760. So it's like right in between the 6P and Turbo 2. And the Turbo 2, I think, lasts forever. Like when I was testing it, it just lasted and lasted and lasted. So, yeah, that six edge pl- or that seven edge plus big old battery.
1: Okay. Underclocked CPU, most likely.
0: (laughs) Yeah, probably.
1: Someone's asking, does the S7 Edge mean the S7 Edge Plus is dead and the Note 6 will have a bigger screen? Yes, I think last week we said we are no longer expecting three models of the S7, just the two, S7 and S7 Edge, being the bigger one. Um, The Note 6 has really uh, no indication as to how big that thing is going to be. They didn't change the size from Note 5 to, uh, or the Note 4 to Note 5. I don't think, in terms of the screen, it was always like 5.7 inch. Mm -hmm. So I think they found the sweet spot for that phone and that size. So who knows if they're going to change it or not. I mean, really, the Note thing was, yeah, bigger display. But now that they have that same 5.7 inch, I think the only real differentiating factor or feature is the S Pen. So that answers that question.
0: And. Yeah, that really is, right? The S Pen and the features that come with it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so when we say S7 Edge, just consider it to be the S7 Edge Plus, basically. Right. So there, yeah, we're no longer expecting three S7s, just the S6, or I'm sorry, just the S7 with no edges, and then the S7 Edge, which is comparable to the S6 Edge Plus. So. Uh, and then we had another report this week that said, uh, and this was based out of the Netherlands, so it could be... Uh, just a market by market thing. But it said, if you pre-order the S7 or S7 edge on the 21st, when they announce the phones that they might be tossing in a free gear VR, which is pretty cool. I mean, I think one of those run a hundred bucks or something now. Still. $99. Yeah. But still like that, that's pretty sweet. You know, the, the latest uh, gear VR works with all Samsung phones. Well, not all Samsung phones, but all the newest ones. Um, and they're not device specific anymore. So, uh, I don't know if that means we're gonna get a new Gear VR. You think we're gonna get a new Gear VR? They can't, right? Because they just released this this consumer edition or whatever. Yeah, it's gotta be able to fit inside the new phones. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So uh, so that's cool. I mean, I don't know if that changes my mind on pre-ordering one just because I would get a free Gear VR, but if somebody wants to dive into no. VR. Yeah. No. No. I mean these yeah. phones are probably gonna be six, seven hundred bucks a piece at least, so yeah,
1: at least, and uh, yeah, I mean, we don't really know exactly if we're talking U.S. or anything like that. Nothing was very, very specific from that report, right. but um, but then Evan Blass, aka Ev Leaks, said, "Oh yeah, this is true. This is true." That's right. So okay, yeah, I guess I guess it's confirmed uh, from from Evan, but I guess we'll find out February twenty first, which is coming up next week, and.
0: Yeah, so next Sunday they'll announce it and then hopefully they announce a pre-order right then and there.
1: Which is cool, but at the same time I don't know, I mean maybe I mean no offense to anyone, but maybe the, like the blind, you know, fans of Samsung will go out and pre-order it immediately, but at least for me, um when it comes to pre-ordering a device, I don't leave it up to just what I see on stage to make a decision if I'm going to pre-order a phone, you know, maybe that maybe it'll blow me away, who knows. I just don't see many regular people who say read Droid Life S- to see a phone on stage and then say, "Oh my God, I got to have it!" blah blah blah,
0: and then pre-order. It just seems sort of like it's too too quick. I think the people that pre- that pre-order have probably already made up their mind. You know what I mean? They have an S six or they have an S five and they need an upgrade and they want to stay in Samsung and they're probably just they're re- the, like if they, you put a pre-order up right now before you even announced it, they'd probably pre-order it. You know so. Um, But what about the G5? That thing's going to be cool, too. (laughs) Yeah, so that's pretty much it for Samsung. So should we move on to G5 and the latest? Mm -hmm. All right. So last week, I believe it was, um, LG confirmed and and basically announced that their new phone was called the LG G5, and it was going to be shown off on February 21st, same day Samsung's doing their thing. Um, And so this week was interesting because they started teasing some features for it. Uh, one of which was this new, what the hell is it called? The Touch Enabled Quick Cover. I think that's like the official full name, Touch Enabled Quick Cover. And uh, the the press release for this thing is hilarious because it says introducing Touch Enabled quick, co- quick Cover for yet-to-be-announced LGG5. And I know like, it hasn't been officially announced in a press release, but they did sort of announce it already. They said, come check out the LGG5 at our press event. So they have kind of announced. It's just so weird. And then like the next line of the press release says, introducing a case for a smartphone that does not officially exist. <laughs> I like, I'd imagine they're writing this and it's supposed to be funny or are they just that weird that that's how they write press releases. Like it says, introducing a case for a smartphone that does not officially exist. I think it's supposed to be funny. Okay. Cause I think it's funny, but, uh, it anyways, is funny. Yeah. It's just not that funny. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's so weird. Um, uh, Anyways, they kind of go through this whole thing about this cover and it's got a mesh thing that you can see through it so you can interact with the phone without ever opening the cover and blah, blah, blah. It's a, it's a quick cover. We've seen these things for like how many years now? Um, Long time. Yeah. But the, uh, the big deal was we basically got to see one of their like robotic dummy hands holding the phone. So we could kind of see the phone in hand with the quick cover on and it doesn't reveal much. It shows, you know, there's a, there's a viewing window there probably where their adaptive display will be and. I mean, really, it shows that it looks—it's
1: in the shape of a phone. I mean, that's really all we got. Yeah. that. Out.
0: I think the best part I mean, about the picture is the have display, yeah. the thumb, because the thumb just looks like a giant big toe.
1: <laughs> dude, it looks like a big toe. I mean, not only that, no one even commented the fact that the dude only has three fingers.
0: He only has. I mean, three yeah, fingers.
1: sure, probably one is hiding, but still, like that's just an odd way to hold a phone, right? Like, how do you wrap your? Yeah, that's just odd. I mean, how do you hold... That doesn't, I that doesn't I feel good like... at all. <laughs> <laughs> you said it was a fake hand, and everyone else was like, "Nah, dude, that looks like a real hand to me." You know, to me, it sort of looks like a real hand, but yeah, that hand at the same thing. What's up with that thumb though? The like, toe the nail is
0: so. A toe. <laughs> you might be right. It might be a toe. Look at that thing. I mean, just like if you cover up the rest of it, like cover up the phone with your hand, Alright. And all that's left is the thumb. It's yeah, totally a foot. It looks
1: like, the, it it looks like the side of my left foot.
0: Like there's an ankle in there. Everything.
1: Oh gosh, you're totally right.
0: Huh. All right then. Well, uh, <laughs> Excuse. <laughs> LG uses
1: foot to show off G five.
0: It's a foot-friendly phone. No. So uh yeah, we kind of got a sort of in hand look of the G five. And then <laughs> the day before they actually announced that the phone will have an always-on display. And so they so they took to uh they took to uh, like Facebook and Instagram and all these social media channels to announce that it has always on display. And they posted this giant, and look, I'm going to say GIF forever, just so everyone knows. posted this giant GIF, and it shows all these other phones going black, and then the G5 lights up, sort of with a Moto display, ambient display type of type of uh, feel there. And, uh, you know, it makes sense. They're, uh, with the LG V10, they had the little ticker display up top that did it, so it sort of makes sense that they would try to do something similar with this phone. And, uh, yeah, that's awesome. I mean, ambient display, uh, moto display, I think are a couple of the best features <laughs> created in a while. So if this phone does it correctly, you know, hopefully it's not just, well, it probably is where it just shows you information. You can't interact with it. That's my guess, but I guess we'll see.
1: I can't get over this. Um,
0: You're still then, looking at the thumb.
1: Yeah. I've, I've looked at it, you know, a few times already just cause I wanted to keep looking at it, but man, like. You look at it for a really long time, then you start to even question your own existence. So, it's very odd. Let me just cover that up one more
0: time. Oh, oh yeah, I mean it's totally a left foot. It's a left.
1: <laughs> it's. Isn't that odd though? Like, what, yeah. why would they do that? <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, the way people hold things is like a lot different than the way oh. I hold things. Apparently, so.
0: Too funny. All right, so yeah, so we so we know two things about the G5. You can hold it with your foot, <laughs> yeah, and it has an always-on display. So that's good stuff. And LG's going to keep doing this, by the way. If you, if you uh, like the fact that they're teasing all these features, I, I mean, just expect more. This is kind of what they've done. I think the last couple of years they've teased a lot of their stuff. Oh and yeah, they, and they start announcing processors that are are using in their phones the and they display. always say it like, yet yeah, to be announced. Yeah, and then the display type and mm. camera. I would imagine we're going to hear about almost everything. They'll probably announce the new um terrible LG UI that they're going to use any day now with like a video tour of it. It should be fun.
1: I'm shoot, uh, I'm gonna put ten bucks on next Wednesday night at around eight PM. They're going to release a video showing off the UI on the G5, on the yet to be announced
0: rumored G5. Yeah, they they still not officially announced. Yes. Yep. So next
1: Wednesday, eight PM. Go to YouTube, find that video. Get yeah, I mean, it,
0: it would not surprise <laughs> it would not surprise me at all. Uh, let's see. So we asked a question this week though, and said, "How can the LG G5 win you over?" Um. So, like, for you, you've always kind of been a fan of, like, the G. I think you like the G3 quite a bit. You like the G4 a little bit. I mean, what would it take for you to uh, want the G5?
1: This thing better be cool. Uh, you know, I, it's the software for me, really. The G4, I really liked uh, the body and the feel of the device, hardware and all that. And I love that they included um, uh, questionable, s- questionably sourced leather on uh, some of the the back plates, <laughs> but <laughs> but I hope the software is good, man. Like the the G4 software, incredibly terrible. Like the camera was good, everything was good, but there's just uh, you know I wouldn't say there's like too much going on, but it was it was like clunky and super ugly. I mean that's really the problem. Like it just did not look good. Not that it didn't perform well, which I don't think it did, but it just didn't look good. So if I don't want to look at it, then I'm not going to want to use it. So for me they got to almost take that samsung route even though it it seems like lg's copying samsung in a lot of ways but i don't really see it like copying at all i just see them creating a product and making it better over the years which is good but at the same time they've got to tone down like whatever the hell they're going to call it right we don't even know yeah. they change it every year i feel like yeah so the software's got to be a lot better. We know, I'm sure, the camera's going to be great because they've always touted how good their cameras are, and they are. They're really good. Camera in the V10 was pretty darn good, at least in terms of all the manual settings and the manual video settings you could do. I mean, that was awesome. So we probably know the hardware is going to be awesome, um, just because from all the hints we've seen. And um, so it's the software for me. Software is going to be the uh, the selling point.
0: Yeah, I'm interested to see what they do with the camera. Cause they, they seem to be one of the, uh, one of the, uh, manufacturers that pushes cameras and, and smartphones. you know, Samsung's kind of done their thing. And last year they went well, with the F 1.9 sensor and all that stuff. And then like the next day LG's like, we did one F 1.8. Uh, but, but LG, yeah, like you said, with the manual stuff, they've done all of that. It kind of pushed the boundaries into making a, a smartphone camera that has a lot of the features you'll see in an actual camera. Um, so I'm interested to see what they do there because it'll have dual sensors and is it just going to be, It's I mean, it better not be gimmicky 3D crap. If it's just a depth sensor, I, you know, I guess that's okay. I just don't know why you need, I, I, it just seems still kind of gimmicky, but maybe they'll surprise me and maybe it'll be the best camera ever released in a smartphone or something like that. Uh, and then... Yeah, I'm kind of with you on the software. Their software is just so terrible. Like like I use the V10 towards the end of the year. And the V10 actually turned out to be a much better phone than I thought. But the software in it, just it's just garbage. I I don't know what they're trying to do typically. but And they change all these little things. I think I've complained about these a lot. But like accessing notifications on the lock screen just doesn't work like it's supposed to. There's extra swipes you have to do and stuff. It's just, it's weird. Um, and I think they also do the thing that when you pull down the notification shade, it pulls everything down instead of the first swipe, just as your notifications, like it pulls everything down, including, you know, like all the, the quick toggles. And so then if you want to deal with your notifications, you have to slide it back up. Like, that, like things like that make no sense to me. It's just stupid. Um, so yeah, software. And then i am kind of waiting to see what they did with the camera. Cause for some reason, I'm one of those people that doesn't love their cameras. Uh, I know most people, um, we've got some guys on the site, um, that are big LG fans because of the cameras. Uh, and I've just never really been a huge fan of them. Uh, I thought the G4 camera was good. The V10 camera, I didn't really like at all. Uh, but so this one, excited to see. And then, of course, the build and all that stuff in hand. Uh, should be a good phone, though. I mean, I expect it to be good. It's just, yeah, how 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 bad is the software? and Do we really want to deal with that type of thing?
1: I mean, the G3 kind of came along and, I mean, it had...
0: Was that the first quad HD? I was just going to say, I'm
1: pretty sure I had the first quad HD, at least for like the U.S. kind of high publicity market, right? And uh, so they kind of, I remember seeing it for the first time. And I, the first thing I did is I put the display as close to my eyeball as I could to see if I could see any pixels. And I couldn't. And I was like, wow, here we go. Here comes the future. But, uh, and then one experience that I'll never forget. And this sort of like makes up anyone's life, right? So you have these these defining moments, and at least for the work that we do, when it comes to the smartphones, yeah, I remember I the first photo I took with the LG G3 was this photo of just some random like beetle bug thing I found in the grass. And I had it like on my finger or whatever, and I just I took the first photo with the G3, and the photo just came out better than any photo I think I've ever taken, ever. And uh and I was just sort of blown away, and so I'll never forget. You know, sort of that feeling you get, or like, say, here's what something is capable of. Like, oh, a smartphone is now capable of doing this. And uh, the G4 didn't really, I think, uh, deliver in the same terms of uh, quality. Sorry, not the G4, the V10. Like the V10 camera, like you were saying, not as good.
0: Um, It seemed like the images weren't as detailed or crisp. Uh, yeah i just i just thought it was kind of slow and i just had issues and i I wasn't a fan of it compared to the g4 and all the other phones that had great cameras
1: yeah exactly so i'm really hoping that uh, the g5 sort of just sort of reinvents maybe what the g series means you know if it has that premium build and better software and an awesome camera even if it's a dual camera and shoots 3d i don't care just make it cool you know don't make your normal pictures that you're gonna take
0: 99% of the time are good yeah
1: yes absolutely
0: Yeah. So, you know, that's coming. I mean, we're almost a week away. So yeah, the 21st is not this weekend, but next weekend. So the 21st, a lot of stuff's going on. I think LG's event is next. uh, It's next Sunday at like 8 a.m. Pacific, I believe. And no, 5 a.m. Pacific, 8 a.m. Eastern. And then Samsung's, I think, is 10 a.m. Pacific. So it's going to be a long day. I'll be snoozing.
1: (laughs) <laughs> Might as well stay up
0: Might Like well why, stay even, up. Yeah, why
1: even bother going to bed
0: uh, And so speaking of that Some of you I think have asked Are we going to MWC or not So we don't ever go to MWC Because a lot of it's just international stuff um, But a lot of the times, Samsung and LG or Samsung and HTC Or whoever announce big phones So uh, all I could say really is We're not going to MWC But we'll have plenty of coverage I'll just say that You think that's fair to say?
1: Well, I think it'd be better to say we won't be in Barcelona. But yeah, we will have coverage of what takes place. How about that? That seems like, yeah. like we won't be
0: in Europe. <laughs> no, we won't be. We'll no. be in the United States. You're darn right. Because we're American.
1: Greatest country on earth. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so yeah, you guys will just have to stay tuned for that. We'll we'll have plenty of coverage um, surrounding each. So, uh, So moving on outside of MWC, at least we think HTC. So... The HTC One M10 is... Uh, we're starting to get tons of leaks and rumors. A lot of them are from Ev Leaks, Evan Blass. Uh, he tends to... Uh, sometimes I feel bad for HTC involving him because I, th- I want to say for the last like four years, the dude has outed almost every single thing. Uh, other than last year when he showed that one couple of renders of the phones we thought they were and we all got excited and they were wrong. Otherwise, and he used to troll their PR guys and stuff like that. but. Anyways, we're starting to learn a lot of stuff about the one M 10. Um, so we think it may not arrive until May 9th, which is crazy. Um, what is HTC going to sell between, well, basically for the first half of the year is one question I have. Um, and then we're also hearing, well, at least the rumor say May 9th might be the phone. And then sometime in April would be a watch. So we, we haven't heard anything about an HTC watch. So that's, that's kind of odd. Um, and then the other thing that came out this week was that the camera, uh, well, HTC is supposed to be calling it another ultra pixel. And we had heard previously it was going to be a 12 ultra pixel camera. Um, and uh, I always call him Lab 2 Fur, but I don't know what, if, if that's how you say his name or whatever. But he's an HTC leaker on Twitter. Uh, he, he dropped what he believes are the specs of the camera. And it's it's the Sony IMX 377, which is the same camera that Google used in the Nexus 6P and 5X. Um, but he said it will have OIS, which the uh, Nexus phones do not. Um, but so yeah, it's the same sensor with the 1.55 micron pixels. And it's funny that HTC is potentially considering calling that an ultra pixel camera when like Google's already using that camera. And you know, they're not, they don't have like a fancy term for it. They're just like, no, it's a 12 megapixel camera.
1: It's a camera. <laughs>
0: Well, anything to cell phones, right? Yeah, I know. It's just funny, though, because if, if, if HTC comes out and goes, check out our new UltraPixel, we brought it back. And, then, uh, <laughs> and it's
1: just the same camera that's in the 6P. Yeah, that's that's yeah. offensive. That's offensive, you know, to Sony, you know, the ones who, you know, create the actual hardware. Well,
0: it's the so module. interesting. I, I think we've talked about this in the past a little bit, but Sony basically makes every camera. everybody's
1: camera. Yeah.
0: And uh, it must be a massive money maker for them because we know they're not making any money from TVs and phones. Um, but yeah, everyone uses their cameras, but no one ever says, "Oh, we're using a Sony sensor." It's usually like a teardown you find out, or maybe one executive slips something to like a non-tech or something, you know, and tells them like the specific details, but. You know, otherwise, they're not like, yeah, we're using this brand new Sony sensor. Actually, I think Motorola, when they announced the Pure Edition this year, they said, we're using a brand new Sony sensor that no one else has used, and basically it's exclusive to us or something. They're one of the few, though, that's ever said that. Um, but yeah, so it, it sounds like HTC might use. And, and look, uh, that's actually a good thing, I think. I mean, the cameras in the 6B and the 5X are awesome. I love the 6B camera. Uh, and so if HTC is going to use it, Totally cool with that. As long as they, you know, tune it right, make it take good pictures like Google has done. Uh, That's actually a good thing for HTC, I would say. Because how many years in a row have we been complaining about their cameras being terrible? So,
1: I, you know, I've been wanting to use an HTC phone. Like, I still have the the iPhone, or excuse me, the 1A9 on my desk. And like, I want to use it, but I'm not going to. Like, it's just not good. And so, I'm really hoping that the 1M10 really like just steps up the HTC game. Like, God, can't you make a good phone? It's been 3 years. Just give us a good phone that I can actually use, you know, with decent software, it's going to run marshmallow, a good camera, and uh, and just good build quality. From the one picture we've seen, we're getting another iPhone clone. Yeah. But like I will be okay with that as long as it's a good phone. So I don't and and I think the timing is perfect especially for us because I mean if they launch the 1M10 alongside S7 and G5 We'd be running around like uh, chickens with our head cut off. Mm-hmm. So I think it's good, you know. And you were saying, what the heck are they going to sell? Well, they have to focus a lot, probably on five. They have to figure out how they're going to um, steal fifteen hundred dollars from people. If that is in fact the price, I, I highly, I I highly doubt uh, that fifteen hundred dollars is the price. But you never know.
0: HTC we're talking about.
1: Well, maybe it's going to come coupled with a PC, kind of like what we saw with the Rift. Um, you know, if it if it comes with a, so say the PC itself is going to cost a thousand bucks, and then it's five hundred dollars for the headset and maybe a couple of the sensors you need. Who knows? It, I'm thinking it could be a package deal. But so what I'm hoping is that just HTC has a winner this year. I mean, God, they need it.
0: But uh, yeah, I think I've got to confess something. Oh, oh softened my stance on being an htc hater what do you mean i think because of this news of the camera they Uh, might actually have a decent camera and i might actually give them a chance this year
1: what's it just because it has a good camera you're okay with it being iphone clone
0: (laughs) no so last week uh on on super bowl day i was going to a super bowl party and a buddy of mine hit me up and said, I just knocked my Moto X second gen off a banister and it won't even turn on. Do you have a phone I can borrow for a little bit? And so I went in into the closet of massive amounts of phones and I found the one M eight on Verizon. And so I wiped it, got it all ready for him, updated it. And I was just holding that phone in hand. And that phone was a hell of a phone to hold, like just the feel of it was so great. And it looked great. The problem with it was the cameras again. So I like had this moment where I went, all right, HGC. Well, it was. Like, I had this brief moment where I went, man, if you could just like fix this phone, which is kind of all we wanted them to do last year. We just wanted them to fix the 1M8 and put a good camera in it, and they totally screwed that up with the 1M9. And so this year, I mean, it's going to look like an iPhone, which still kind of pisses me off, but- I'm more open to giving them a chance because it may have a really legitimate camera. I mean, if HTC can do this camera, right, if it's the same damn camera that, that Google uses, we know it's a good camera and they tweak some things out some OIS, throw their own little, cause their camera software is always one of my favorites to use. Oh, it's got a damn home button though. Yeah. Like
1: I said, I want to like this phone, but I mean, I'm pretty sure it's almost if history repeats itself, you know, HTC is probably going to have another flop. With the uh, the 1M10. Really, I mean, how many times have I seen people say, I'm not buying HTC phones anymore. Like, I've had it. I'm switching to whoever. Enough people to probably <laughs> bankrupt this company by now. <laughs> so, I keep thinking that this will be the year that HTC has to kind of fold the cards. But... Uh, We'll see. It, yeah, it's got a gonna have a home button, which I'm okay with because I'm all about the fingerprint reading and all that. That's good. I just I'm not big on the placement of it. Like the one one A nine or whatever. I mean it's so darn iPhone-ish, it's just not even funny. Like it's it well it's okay. For example, say um you see like these overseas like cheat knockoff iPhones. And that don't run iOS, obviously. And that's what this sort of looks like. It looks like if I was carrying this out on the street and someone saw it, they would think that this is like a cheap iPhone knockoff and that I'm just some, like, punk via who can't afford a real iPhone. And that's not as a con- – I don't want that. So we'll see. You and I can probably have any hopes that we want for the 1M10 that it's great, but I just – I really don't see it happening. I don't think anything can save them, uh, at this point. Yeah. There, I said it. I don't know. Someone had to say it.
0: It's over. I know you are saying it's over. I just, so uh, what I'm, what I'm sort of getting at is we had this, we had a question yesterday that said, how can HCC win you over? Mm -hmm. And I think you just sort of answered that, that you don't think they can. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Uh, But I was, I was writing up this thing and I didn't want to, I sort of opened saying, uh, I'm just gonna be straight to the point here I don't want to talk for you know 500 words about you know how poorly things have gone for HTC over the last few years because I think that's all we do and so I just said like you know HTC's trying hard to win customers over like I know they're making iPhone clones and we like to make fun of them for that and we think they're making another one but but when you start thinking about the things they're doing like that free screen replacement and I think the a9 has an unlockable bootloader which they were talking about a lot like hasn't unlockable. i don't know that anyone gives a shit anymore but they think people do you know i think they tone down sense quite a bit in on the a9 um you know they're saying we're going to update phones in 15 days like they're doing all of this stuff which is what we want everyone to do right they make all these promises they're trying to make this the most sort of user-friendly deal that you're getting into or, or agreement with the manufacturer Uh, It's just they the phone that is what fails. Like they have all these policies in place and cool things and screen replacements. And then the phone just keeps flopping. And so, uh, (laughs) yeah, like I I just want them at some point to maybe do it right. One time I'm starting to think this phone could be just because I don't feel like it's getting enough hype that I think it might surprise some people.
1: Well, good. Then, uh, maybe we won't hype it anymore. And, uh, And that'll just be that. And once it, when it comes, it comes, and it'll be awesome or it'll suck. (laughs) So, yeah, it's gonna look like an iPhone, though. It's gonna look like a damn iPhone.
0: (laughs) I was just, I was, I was trying to like talk myself through this right here, like live on air, about how I'm ready to give HTC a chance. And then you're right; it's just. it's gonna, gonna look, look like, like an, an iPhone,
1: iPhone and it has no boom sound, which I thought was a huge selling point of any one you know m seven m eight m nine even and uh if the m ten you know is ditching boom sound like what's up with that so a lot of people say boom sound isn't louder, but dude, I mean it's not about being louder in terms of the decibel level, but the overall the fullness of the sound and the range that you can uh uh the range of the, the sounds and the tones that you can generate through the, the bigger speakers. And I, you know, as someone who always listens to music through his phone, like I'll just walk around the house, right, playing music on the phone. I like having a good speaker, you know, something that actually has some bass to it and doesn't sound tinny. Um, I'm trying to think of a phone that sounds tinny. Oh, the uh, anything from Samsung. Like so the Galaxy mm-hmm. S6, S6 Edge, those had like a very tinny, kind of a hollow sound. Just because, I mean, there's like there's nothing to drive the speaker. So, I really hope HTC the best. Good luck to you. <laughs> I'll see you down
0: the road <laughs> in so, May, apparently. So brutal. Yeah, in May. So, uh, we didn't really go into that, but right. that's a long ways away. That's all. That's I mean...
1: Samsung and LG are going to sell a ton of phones before this phone ever hits the market. Yeah, and that's so, probably going to be a problem.
0: So, it's almost as if... Uh, LG and HCC swap spots because remember HCC was like we're going to battle Samsung and we're going to go to MWC and do this whole song and dance with Samsung and obviously that didn't work Uh, and LG always kind of waited a couple of months or at least a month to do their thing and now HCC is going to do that so we get to watch Samsung and LG finally go head-to-head, head, which is going to be kind of fun, right? We're going to see the, I'm sure LG to come it. out hard with the marketing campaign finally. and just all levers versus Asia, man. There this is it. going to be good. So that should be fun. And then HTC is now kind of on their own, which maybe is what they need. Maybe they need to do something months after everyone, once all the reviews are out for those phones, except all the reviews for the G5 and the new and the S7 are going to be off the charts, I bet. And so HTC, I don't know if they were hoping they were going to be bad, but I kind of doubt they're going to I doubt they're going to be bad. Yeah. We're, just, we're just at the point where it's kind of hard to make a terrible phone.
1: Yeah, I almost think that we, you know, with LG really switching up the G5, unless they do something terrible with the software, I could see people saying S7 and G5 being like, "Oh, phone of the year contenders right out of the gate," because yeah. uh, they're they're probably going to be awesome, especially mm. the G5. If, if, if LG's going premium build and doing this whole modular thing to possibly, you know, sort of break away from your sort of average everyday smartphone, then, then who knows, it, it could be totally awesome. So we're in for a good year. I mean, as consumers and critics, you know, really, um, and cynics, <laughs> and we're in for a great year of, uh, of hating. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. So it's, it's going to be great. I think you're right. I think it's going to be a good year for phones just in general. I think we're going to get a lot of good stuff. So, uh let's see so let's move on to vr talk our favorite our favorite subject um so google apparently well we know everyone in the world at this point is into vr right there's even rumors that apple is, has a massive team or something like that behind the scenes that no one's ever heard of that's doing vr projects but uh you know we know google over the last year or so has dabbled in cardboard i guess for two years uh, I was dabbled in cardboard, which is their cheap little $10 cardboard thing that folds into, holds your smartphone and does some really... $5. Is it $5? <laughs> yes. Yeah, it, I'm sorry, but it is a terrible experience.
1: Oh, dude, it sucks. I mean, it's cheap as hell, right? But like, it's like a piece the of lenses cardboard. Too...
0: I know, but, but oh, everyone yes. talks about cardboard like it's really cool. And I'm sorry, cardboard, <laughs> cardboard is not cool. So the yeah. lenses are so bad. You can't yeah. make out anything. uh,
1: allow me to share a story so we got we get back from io i think this was last year and google gave out cardboard to everyone in in fact
0: that was two years ago
1: damn look how time flies so everyone's getting hyped about uh in fact this was the year where google gave us absolutely nothing
0: yeah Uh, all they gave us was cardboard
1: was a five dollar piece of cardboard so i'm like this thing better be amazing so we get back to the hotel because we're writing everything up and it took me 20 minutes to even assemble the damn thing, right? Because the instructions suck so bad. It had velcro and whatever.
0: That's right. The original version was actually a piece of cardboard and you had to fold it. That's right. <laughs> yeah, it sucked.
1: So, you know, you stick your phone in there, and I was like, oh my God, this is. I literally might have said, like, this is the future. This is so cool because I'm watching a YouTube video and I'm looking around at different YouTube videos. I mean, the UI was very basic and cool, but I was like, Kellen, you. You gotta check this out, man! And you like put it on for like thirty seconds. And no, I, I didn't even over. assemble
0: it. I don't think. I don't well, think you I looked, even you looked through oh, mine. I looked at yours, yeah.
1: Yeah, and and you were completely over it within no time at all. You said this sucks. I gave I mine
0: like, to Eric. Yeah, we met yeah. up with Eric for a dinner, and I gave it to him.
1: Yeah, you and you were a hater ever since. So I don't know. I don't know what VR did to you in the past. Uh, it's actually, got you jaded.
0: <laughs> I actually fired up the. I have the Gear VR for the S6, and hmm. actually used it this week because I was like, I, you, I think I talked to you about it recently. Maybe it's CS and how the platform has actually grown quite a bit. There's some games and there's some stuff on there. So I was like, oh, let me fire this thing up and play that. I played with a couple things and it, that's gotten better. But even that, like the, the quality, because it's amazing that QHD isn't high resolution enough for VR. You can see pixels. There's not fine details. It drives me nuts, but the experience isn't that bad. Um, don't get me wrong. But yeah, cardboard's just, I can't get excited about something. Not only one that I have to like constantly hold to my head and it's just the, the the viewing the the it, the quality is just not good so, yeah but- anyways it's a five dollar thing I get it yeah. uh, anyways where we're going is Google <laughs> is apparently going to graduate well beyond cardboard and so there there's two reports this week actually one from the Financial Times one from the Wall Street Journal both say that they're going to basically make something similar to Samsung's Gear VR where it's going to be a plastic headset with new sensors and you can slot any any smartphone right into it and beyond about your virtual reality adventures. And uh, everyone sort of expects them to show that off at uh, Google iO, which would makes sense. Uh, and then the the piece that we really care about is they may be building some sort of VR, Um, experience into Android, just the operating system in general. And the thought there is that then every single phone that comes out running the new version of Android would then have access to this VR. So if they sell their VR player, if you're owning, well, the thing is I would, I would imagine manufacturers like Samsung can maybe try to block it or something, but then like LG doesn't have to build their own VR experience because Google will build it in for them. And then you could use an LG phone with Google's headset or whatever. Um, So Google is apparently graduating from cardboard into a full on gear VR like experience, which is kind of cool. Uh, The second piece then was in the Wall Street Journal report that uh, it's kind of crazy. Actually, it says they're also working on a standalone VR headset. And we're talking standalone as in it doesn't require a computer, a smartphone or a game console to function. And uh, I don't understand how that works. Someone explain that to me. That means you have to have the entire system built into a headset. So how heavy is that going to be? How expensive is that going to be? What is it connecting to?
1: Well, so what I think it'll probably look like is, you remember Jurassic Park, and there was like those night vision goggles or whatever. It'll look sort of something like that along those lines where the little kid has to like actually hold it onto his head. Uh, but yeah, maybe it looked look like that. <laughs> but I mean, I don't These are two reports with not much else
0: but uh i mean the 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 idea that they're improving upon cardboard to make a gear vr thing that makes sense totally building it into android sure that makes sense i don't understand how a standalone unit works like if you're not connected to a computer or a phone or a console like where are you getting the content from or are we talking just like wirelessly streaming between these or does this unit have its own interface that you download content with a processor and all this stuff? It's not running Android. Like why would it not be running Android? It's just one of those things that it's just like this random report that they're making a standalone. And I don't understand the point of that whatsoever. Well, you hate Uh, VR in the first place. (laughs) I've come around on VR too. I don't completely hate it but well, I just you need want to be see open. like a really cool experience. And I haven't you seen need, one yet. You need to be open to
1: the experiences that are being offered to us. We are quite like privileged in a sense to where, yeah, I've gotten to try, um, Vive and Oculus Rift and all this other stuff that people only talk about. And uh, so we've had the opportunity to try some of it. Cool. Some of it not. Right. But I guess maybe when, uh, maybe the next time an opportunity comes around to try Vive for a little bit longer, do it, see what you think. because Vive sort of, turned me around too i was in the same boat i was i was kind of becoming a hater and um but i tried a couple of different experiences on vibe one being like the mount everest climb and it was actually it was it was cool looking you know i mean no it didn't put me in nepal climbing mount everest but it sort of gave you that feeling as if wow this is what it looks like (laughs) and that's kind of cool it can be cool but a lot of it's kind of corny and stupid
0: (laughs) Yeah. I know. I know, Like I get it. It'll be cool. The the other problem is it's just insanely expensive, which you touched on earlier. Uh, and I just want I want some cool experiences. And I guess we have to get products out there, and everyone has to adopt VR in order to get those cool experiences. So they'll come. And right. I'll keep trying Gear VR here and there because that's basically the only thing you can buy that's worth a damn at this point. Isn't that crazy? How Samsung put out that Innovator Edition or whatever the hell they were calling it. They went through like two or three versions of that that you could buy for a hundred bucks. And still to this day, no one else really has a VR experience. I mean, there's some third-party junk out there, but like Samsung's been selling a VR headset for a good like two years now, haven't they been? It's kind of yeah. crazy to think it's about. Been a it. while. Didn't they have it for the Note 4 initially, and then it went S6, S7, Edge. Yep. Or, I'm sorry, S6, S6, S6 Edge.
1: Yeah. And there's been so many different. Like there was like the Innovator
0: Edition, yeah. and um, a yeah, whole bunch of different editions. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, if you own a Samsung phone right now, you can go buy a Gear VR for 100 bucks, which still seems like a pretty good deal to me. And, uh, deal. and you can use VR. And there really is, like I said, I was playing with it this week, and there's movies and shows and photo experiences, and there's quite a few games and stuff now. Oh, and I also paired, like, the Nexus Player remote to it. The, yeah. the controller, the game controller, so you could play games with it that way. Because it just takes any Bluetooth controller; you just hook it up to your phone. Yeah, that's easy enough. So, uh, yeah, but but anyways, so Google is apparently fully into VR these days, just like everyone. Um, I, I I don't know that I fully understand where they're all going to make a bunch of money off of this because Google's not really a hardware company. And are we going to just like let people Google search the web? So we see ads in VR. I don't, I don't understand like that happening. So who knows? Yeah. VR. VR. Favorite, favorite topic. Yeah. <laughs> I I'm sure it'll get better. I bet in the next two years, like two years from now, you and I will be talking about all sorts of cool VR stuff. Oh, and yeah. we'll be telling people which headset to buy and it'll be fun and it'll run Android. And it'll be cool. Just right now. It's so early. It's hard to just get really, really excited about it. But, We'll get there. Uh, let's see. So we also had this kind of crazy report about week-long battery life. You want to talk about that real quick? This is like our dream, right? Oh, uh, You charge your phone once. It lasts for a week. Are we close to this happening? Are we ever going to see it? What, what was the deal with this thing?
1: So according... To Bloomberg, a deal was made, not really like a deal, but in in the uh, investment into UK's intelligent energy company, which uh, they they play a big role in the fuel cells that uh, power London's black cabs, which are the cabs you'll see all over London. So an unnamed smartphone, smartphone OEM, you know, maybe Samsung, whoever, HTC, LG, someone put like $7.5 million into this company to make uh, fuel cells for smartphones. And so then the CEO um, of Intelligent Energy, his name is Henry Winand, said, give us two years, boom, and we'll be done. So apparently all you need to do is throw money at the problem to like solve everyone's battery crises and, uh, and life will be good for smartphone people. So he said, you know, He's like, really, they would target people who don't have access to a large power grid, like say we do in the U.S. You know, Anywhere you go, you can plug your phone in and get juice, not a problem. But say parts of Africa and Asia, these people don't have access to the same type of power grid. So this technology would really benefit them, so they might be the ones to see it first. Um, other than that, really, he said... Two years, we could we could have the fuel cells needed to power a smartphone. They, ne- they just need to be small enough. You know, that's the problem. is making them small enough uh, to fit inside of a phone. And then what I think the only um, – you would have uh, water, I think. It kind of gives up because it's using hydrogen. So it's sort of like what cars are doing these days, the, the newer tech, uh, but it would be for a smartphone. So shrinking that technology for a
0: phone. So is this company like a nonprofit charity outfit or something? Like, why do they, I'm not trying to be a complete dick here. No, no. Why do they only care about countries that don't have power? Like we're talking about battery technology that could make you billions upon billions of dollars if you sell it mainstream. Like if you sell it to Samsung and they turn this into and sell it all their phones that last a week, no one's going to buy another phone ever again unless it has this, this energy and you just want to do it for like areas of the world that don't have power. That just seems so stupid. Like, I get you're being nice and you're doing that. Like, that's cool. Like take care of countries that need it. But <laughs> I, that's what I'm saying. Like, is this a charity or, I no, don't, I don't think it's a the charity or just like, no, oh, we're going to focus there first. Like, there's I think they're doing good deeds, I guess. I don't I don't know. <laughs> I think what they, I'm intent, being here, obviously, but. obviously,
1: I think what they intend is just to help those truly in need first, you know, like the human race should not be uh, judged on, you know, how long Americans iPhone battery lasts, but you know, if someone in Africa or remote Asia can even have access to a smartphone technology, you know, we should all have access. We should all be on the same playing field and then we can grow together. You know, I don't know why America has to always be like number one. In the no, we, and stuff.
0: we do. We need to be number one. I understand that we need to be number
1: one, but we should share the love a little bit. <laughs> you know what they, they just said that if in fact this all works out, it may roll out first to... Parts of the world that don't have access to the power grids because they would be the ones that need the technology most. They need it. We don't. Like, yes, sure, our phones only last one day. Oh, big deal. Hashtag first world problems. My my iPhone only lasts one day. I have to. put and, and my it
0: other in. phone, yeah, I could rapid charge it like fifteen minutes. And exactly. I'm so about battery life. Yeah. So and while people in other parts of the world
1: are struggling to find enough. Volts to power their dumb phone,
0: still their flip phone. Kellen's so, over here bitching about his like one day <laughs> battery life.
1: Yeah, no, you're absolutely right though. If if a breakthrough like this, you know, hit the market where Samsung could buy it and implement the technology into all of their phones, then you're t- you're talking major money. But, mean, you know, seriously,
0: think about that. If Samsung took the stage at Barcelona next week and said. <laughs> We have new battery tech in this phone, and it lasts seven days. You would buy that phone without even thinking about it.
1: Yeah, I think the the government has to get involved because we're talking about uh, you know uh, hydrogen energy and fuel cells and something that really you wouldn't think about for a smartphone. So yeah, there's probably some some issues. Unfortunately,
0: I'm not an engineer or a scientist or anything, but... Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, the idea of a phone that yes, lasts seven yes. days. I wouldn't buy another. I, I, especially because, like, if it was Samsung. Like, you know, it was a reputable company that makes sucks? good phones. <laughs> yeah, but you know what I'm saying. Like, it's obviously going to be a reputable big company that knows sure. what they're doing. If they came out with a phone that lasts seven days, I don't know why everyone would go buy it. Like, their marketing campaign doesn't even need to be about anything else. It just says, like, here's the new Galaxy. It will last you a week. And I can't imagine them not selling just record amounts of that, which is it sort of brings me to another point. Why isn't someone like Samsung the one to create, right? Again, they have 270,000 employees or something. You're telling me they can't invest some money in some battery energy or something? Th- this so was
1: I'm an sure. a, this was an unnamed smartphone maker who made the contribution in the first place, so it could be Samsung. It's One Plus or something. Oh, God, don't even say that. Don't say their name. Not on this show. make your own show and do that. (laughs) But so, yeah, we don't know who it was. It could have been Apple, you know, for anyone else. Yeah. But Apple uh, would have just bought them. Yes, probably. Uh, Or this technology is going to come out and say, well, Apple's going to say, well, you know, we already have patents for this. So we're suing you.
0: It'll probably happen that when somebody has a breakthrough, the the company'll just get gobbled up. You probably actually you probably won't even know that the company exists. It'll be somebody kind of on the low that's figured out some things and they maybe are working on something and in a year from now we'll hear that Apple acquired them a year ago and that they have this new battery technology that's going in a phone. That's probably what's going to happen and it's going to be depressing.
1: It's sort of it, it's exciting, but at the same time you know uh, when it comes to stuff like this, we're talking a night and day difference, like a one-day battery life to seven-day battery life. It's hard to even believe it, right? And until it until you see it. So, I mean, and the investment was just made, and uh, and this guy's throwing out uh, two years, like as if Seems he's pretty uh,
0: confident. Yeah,
1: yeah, as if he's starting a Kickstarter for a crappy phone. Uh, he's <laughs> like, "Oh yeah, two years. This thing is going to be ready and good to go. <laughs> Pre-order now."
0: <laughs> uh, pretty much. I mean, you might as well go on Indiegogo right now, dude. <laughs> And yeah. just tell everyone that they'll have you know a battery with fins on it that's buoyant <laughs> and floats, and it will last seven days. Waterproof. And you just get people throwing money at you.
1: Oh, absolutely! I'll have seven point five million dollars in no time at all. Oh, yeah. So. Oh, yeah.
0: And the flexible Indiegogo account where you just take the cash and run to.
1: Yep. I'm off to Mexico. Yeah. I'll see you, uh, amigos, down there.
0: Uh, note to the children listening go to school to specialize in battery technology you'll probably be rich in like 10 years absolutely yeah yeah well we'll see i guess we got two years to go right two years to go before rural middle of nowhere europe will be awesome i may move may move just so i can get a week-long battery there you go sell all my belongings live in a hut such a hater. Just for seven day battery. All right, I'll just stop now. Uh, <laughs> let's see. So the uh, Android 6.0.1 Marshmallow update for Android Wear started rolling out uh, this week. Uh, was that announced at the beginning of this week? Or was that last week that that was announced? It was last week, I think. Uh, but it started rolling out this week. So Moto 360, first gen, second gen, and sport are all receiving. It. You can just pull the update now as long as you got juice. You did pull that on your Moto 360 sport, right? Yes. Yeah. So yesterday, the first gen started getting it everywhere. And then by midday, the second gen, I updated both of mine yesterday in the afternoon, uh, got it. And then Tim's Sport got it as well. So Motorola was quick. I haven't seen one person say that the Huawei watch has it or my tag watch definitely doesn't have it. We haven't seen a report of any other watch getting it other than the Motos, right? Your tag watch didn't get the update yet. No, th- I bet you this thing will be the last to get an update. Like, this is tag warrior—they don't know anything about technology. They know about making watches. Yeah, exactly. I wonder, like, who's actually running
1: the digital
0: department at Tag? You probably
1: no one. Yeah, I didn't think so. <laughs>
0: and, like, that's one of those things you buy a smartwatch from Tag Warrior. Like, who is going to update the thing? Like, they probably hired some outside firm to basically build them this thing, right? And they're just like, "Wow, well, we're going to brand it." We'll, we'll take the credit for it, but thanks for building this thing. So, yeah, I, I have no idea who's working on this. They've never said anything about updates, I don't think. Like, it's just this thing that Tag made. And who knows?
1: Yeah, don't, don't expect them. Well, didn't it get an update to have the new watch faces?
0: No, that was an app. Oh, so, yeah, an yeah. So, <laughs> so they pushed out this really janky tag order connected app on Google Play that has awesome. all those watch faces. So oh, that's basically screwed. all they did. So then they basically <laughs> hired a third party company to build them a watch face app too. Yeah. So yeah, spent fifteen hundred dollars on the thing. And granted, this is a business thing, but like if a normal person spent fifteen hundred, like, I don't know that they're gonna get a level of service that you would expect if you buy a fifteen hundred dollar watch. <laughs> yeah. I checked though it's actually it's become my uh it's become my running watch because it has a really nice rubber band right so it's I like know. it's basically like sweat resistant like band it's actually a good workout watch seems so big though yeah, I mean it is kind of big, but then the screen works like and they, I think they did something special with the screen too so it looks good in outdoor lighting too. Yeah. I don't know it's it's like a really nice workout partner now <laughs> that's what I use it for oh, tag. Uh, anyway, so 6.0.1 is rolling out and we did a video tour of all the new gestures and stuff because you can essentially now navigate your whole uh, Android Wear watch without using your offhand and swiping. You can just kind of twist your wrist up and down and you can uh, do a lot of stuff. They actually, the gestures actually work pretty well. Um, I don't know how practical they are, but you know if, they, if you only have your one hand and you need to navigate your watch, you can, you can now do that. Uh, they also added Doze, which should make battery life much better if you're not wearing it. Because uh, if you're wearing it, that doesn't that doesn't help. Um, if you have a you know an external speaker built in, that you didn't know about, which is only what the Huawei Watch and I think the ZenWatch Two or something like that, they have speakers. Those will work now, so you can take calls. App permissions. That's pretty much it. I mean, it's a nice update. It doesn't really change much of the UI. You can just navigate it with gestures now, which is sort of interesting. Uh, let's see, what else do we got? Want to talk apps or anything that came out this week?
1: Oh, yeah, tons of
0: great apps.
1: Um, I'll let you start off with the first one.
0: I haven't used it,
1: honestly. Okay, I'll start off. I got <laughs> I got a few to talk about, but I'll be quick. First one, uh, the Nike Sneakers uh, application finally launched for Android after making its debut on iOS back in May of 2015, I believe. So it's been a long time coming. But as we all know, Tim Cook is on the board of uh, uh, Nike's directors. So whenever it comes to Nike supporting Android, don't ever expect uh, Android to see anything first. However, the app itself is pretty legit. If you are like me or Kellen or anyone else who um, considers themselves a fan of sneakers and sneaker culture, you may, from time to time, find yourself waking up early in the morning, say on Saturday or something, to um, cop the latest pair of sneakers from nike this app J's. yep cop and jays every day so what the app does you sign into your nike plus account and from there you can scroll through what nike currently has like the new releases and you can also browse what's coming up out of those the coming ups you can click on notify me and the app will notify you a day before the shoe launches And uh, fifteen minutes before the shoe launches, so that way you are always on top of the sneakers you care about. When you open up the app for the first time, it'll ask you which categories you're most interested in. For example, you can select that you're interested in Jordans, Prestos, Freeze, Nike, or uh, Kobe's, Lebron's, KD's, Dunks, all that stuff. So you just choose which ones you're interested in, and uh, and when something of interest comes, is like new. Uh, Nike will notify you through the sneakers app and anytime. So now after installing that, it seems that Nike is actually moving their entire system towards that, not doing things through like NikeStore.com. They're doing it through uh, sneakers, uh, which is sort of like the web interface for the sneakers app. It's very interesting, but buying the sneaker by buying a shoe through sneakers is incredibly easy. Since you're signed into your Nike plus account, which would already have your billing and shipping, Uh, information. You just choose the size you want. You can also have the app. You can tell the app which size of shoe you prefer. So when you buy a shoe, it's even super easy. It just, you click on that shoe. Um, and then it pops up all of your info. You want it shipped here on this card, blah, blah, blah. And you say, Oh yeah. And, and boom, you're done. So hopefully in terms of, you know, beating the lines or the bots, you know, to your, your next pair of Kobe's or Jordan's, um, the cement forest coming out uh, tomorrow, I believe then you should have a pretty good chance. So good luck on the cement fours. I think Kellen's going to be trying. I won't. This is too hype beast, but, uh,
0: love the cement four.
1: Yeah, they are pretty hot. So and there I'm not you go. Gonna
0: pay for like the 2002s or wherever the hell the last time they came out. So
1: it's been a while. I, I a think while. people are pretty hyped about, uh, actually I think it was now, I think it was
0: like 2012? 2012, 2012 must've been the last pair. I think that was the way where I at the last one. Anyways, yeah, yeah, it's a big deal. It's a classic.
1: It's a big deal among people who are nerds. Yeah, shooters. the sneakers
0: app. I did use the sneakers app for a minute. Um, I just looked through it. I basically, I just browsed through it. I haven't bought a pair of shoes or anything like that on it, so I don't know fully how it works. But yeah, it's a slick little app for sure. Yeah, and considering yeah, I mean, it's Nike's a... Nike's website is terrible, so if oh, you yeah. do anything to avoid Nike's website, we are all for that. Yeah, totally.
1: It's a good app, so if you're into sneakers, check it out. Uh, The next one is a game called Autos Adventure. This is another app that was huge on iOS, finally making its way to Google Play for Android devices this week. It is now available. It is free, unlike the iOS version, which I believe costs 99 cents. You know, it kind of reminds me a lot of Tiny Wings, except it's not as good as Tiny Wings. But uh, you're a snowboarder, and you're going down a mountain trying to collect llamas and uh, escaped llamas and gold coins. It's actually really fun. You go over jumps, you do flips. It's a lot of fun. It's a great looking game, too, um, if you're into that style of art. So, Outdo's Adventure. It's a big release for Android. Uh, Yippee. The next one, sort of a big deal. You know, this app reminds me quite a bit of the Google Opinion Rewards app. If you are an Android user and not using Google Opinion Rewards, shame on you. We've told you about it 100,000 times. That app gets you free Google Play credit money just for answering stupid questions. This app Promo codes, they partner with a bunch of different developers on Google Play, and what they do is they give away uh, a paid app free every day. However, you just have to be lucky enough to get it, right? So when you open the app, it'll show you which app is up for grabs that day, and you click I'm feeling lucky. If you're lucky, you will get a code to download the app for free. It's either going to be the pro version of the app, or it's going to be for an in-app purchase inside of that app to make it like the full paid pro version. Um, so far I won like today calendar, which I think I had already purchased, but, um, there's things like Nova launcher prime. There's a few, uh, music app file manager app. There's a lot of different apps. So every day there's a new one. The app is new. So it is getting a lot of updates recently, at least from what I've seen on Google play. Uh, it's getting a lot better. So, I mean, an app that gets you free apps. I mean that it's a no brainer. You should just have it just to where, you know, you open it once a day. If you get a free app. Legit, right? Who can argue? So,
0: promo codes. Oh, it's from the guy that made today calendar. That's why.
1: Uh, that makes sense. So I think yeah. So I think everyone who downloaded it on that first day was offered today calendar, and I think everyone got a code. I saw a lot of people say they, oh, I got today calendar. <laughs> Dude, just I like, hey, his own oh, he's <laughs> his own app. <laughs> so, I have seen people win other codes to other apps. So. Heck uh promo codes two words definitely uh it's a must-have if you're into the whole if you're an android user and you like free stuff which we know you do because you're on android then you should definitely check out <laughs> promo codes. cheap little boy <laughs> exactly you can't afford an iphone <laughs> get an a9 and get promo codes and <laughs> you'll be good to go <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: so sad so true all of us poor android kids
1: oh yeah we suck we suck <laughs> <laughs> Sweet. Sweet. And that's it for
0: apps. Yeah. That's good. We, I mean, we. Had, I feel like app um, developing on Android is slowed a lot. It's probably like this on iOS, too. It's tough to, like, break in, I think, because there's an app for just about everything these days. Right. Even if you're starting out new and you make a really good app, I'm not saying apps are bad. People are still making good apps. It's just hard to, like, break through. I mean, I don't know how many emails we get a day that are, check out my app and, and do- you know, Nineteen out of twenty of them are garbage. So
1: exactly because we do look, you know, to anyone listening who has sent us an app submission, you know, we have we look at all of them, and I think for the most part, the majority just uh, just aren't very good. Uh, it's not that they're not very good; it's that they're not original, you know. And I know I know it's hard to come up with an original idea. Trust me, it totally is. But at the same time, I, you just got to try harder then, and uh, try harder. Yeah, it's not that it's not that every popular app is like an original idea. Some of them are ridiculously uh, repetitive and, or stupid, yeah. but um, there's something out there and uh, just keep trying. Keep okay, here's honing a pro your tip. craft. Do pro not tip.
0: make a puzzle game ever. <laughs> just don't do it. Just don't make a puzzle game. And if you do make it, don't send it to us. Yeah, that works. That's a good, good pro tip. Don't send us your puzzle puzzle <laughs>
1: game. <laughs> Cause I'm not twelve, <laughs> and I won't play it.
0: Mm-mm. So
1: yeah, puzzles.
0: Yeah. All right, cool. That's uh, that's about it, I think. Unless you got anything else, NBA, uh, NBA All Star games this weekend. Uh do you care about the NBA All Star game? I mean, I know you're a fan of the NBA, but so is this it one Saturday, of those things? Is the,
1: is the game Saturday night or Sunday Saturday. night? So Sunday. why? What? Like, yeah. As Valentine's
0: Day? Yeah, huh? sucks. Stupid NBA. I'm
1: gonna be at dinner. I can't. I, hopefully it's on at the place I'm going to. But tomorrow's know.
0: Celebrity Game and probably some other garbage. And then Saturday's, like, down contest and all that.
1: Is Kevin Hart playing in the Celebrity
0: Game? No, he's coaching.
1: Oh, he's coaching. him and
0: Drake are the coaches. It's like Team USA versus Team Canada. And Kevin Hart's coach of Team USA and Drake, obviously, for Canada. You know, because it's in Toronto.
1: Right. Yeah, that's almost the most painful thing I think I've ever watched on TV is the celebrity all-star game. I just, I just hate it. Like, it's not good. I'd rather watch the all-star like softball game or the, the celebrity baseball softball game. Um, but that's just me. I will be watching the dunk contest. Uh, just because I mean, who's not going to watch the dunk contest. That's cool. Right. That's the cool thing about basketball. They dunk it. It's yeah. like with the home run derby. It's the only good thing about the sport. So, um, in terms of the All-Star game, the actual one, the West will be beating the East like 1000 to 20, I think.
0: Are they just going to hand Kobe the ball over and Gosh. over and over? So so I like I want to know the over under on Kobe getting All-Star MVP. Um, you know he's going to try. I mean, he's one of those guys that actively tries for crap like that because oh, he yeah. would he would want to go out his last year with an MVP. And so he will be trying his hardest to score like 40. It's going to be bad. And if he doesn't, I bet if he goes over 10 or something, he'll just go, all right, I'm done. Take me out. But if he hit, he gets it going a little bit. Kobe's Look a out. jacker. Kobe's a, a jacker. Yeah.
1: So we'll be seeing plenty of shots. And plus, no one plays defense. You know, how hard is it to score 40 points in an all-star game where no one plays deep? Right. Until so, the
0: fourth quarter, they try to make it close and play a little D. But yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. should be a good that was, game. That's fun. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. I didn't even think about that. It's during peak dinner time for everyone on valentine's day that's it's not a good look nba
1: no it's a terrible look i thought it was next weekend that's why that's how terrible
0: of a look it was but yeah it's this weekend everyone's on break already
1: it's because it's in canada and canada doesn't even celebrate valentine's day probably
0: because they're un-american canadians are weird blame canada Yeah, shout so out was, to speaking of that i saw chris bosh just bailed on you know and he's like he played toronto in toronto forever and he was an all he's named an all-star this year he was like homecoming for chris bosh i oh, just no. got a notification that he bailed on it and they're replacing him with al horford so huh. it about it, like i have a calf strain it's like come on chris
1: calf strain yeah.
0: Yeah. wow weird. what a lady <laughs> I don't like Chris Bosch I anyway. I, mean, I don't think anyone does, do they? Yeah.
1: His, um. Uh, so those like the overdub videos they do with the NBA, like the trash talk videos. His oh, yeah. are Chris funny. Chris Bosch moments are so good. Yes, they
0: are. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go watch that right now after the show. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, gosh, I hope everyone has a special Valentine's Day with that special someone in their life.
0: Yes, be kind to that special someone in your life. Actually, I, I don't <laughs> want to go into a Valentine's Day rant, but I hate Valentine's Day so much. I'm not going to go into it, but
1: yeah, I told my girlfriend, no presents. Don't even bother. We can do dinner, but no gift
0: giving. Well, so yeah, not- that's, that's how it should be. It should be. You just kind of go out have a nice dinner, but it's not this, Oh, you are expected to buy all this crap. Like it's not, it's just a, it's a day. Like just tell your partner that you love them, take them to a nice dinner it's marketing
1: then, bullshit.
0: Yeah, but the, like all the other crap that goes. I mean, I don't know that anyone that actually likes it. And then the so, other half so. of it is it Valentine's just is a day for single people to like feel terrible about themselves, right? Because like I don't have anyone to spend Valentine's Day with. It's just all over. it's just a bad day.
1: Just a bad day. It's a bad day. It's a bad look, U.S. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it is. All right, cool. cool. Well, uh, it's Friday, so. We are about out of here. Thanks again, uh, everyone, for joining us. This was uh, episode 102. So we'll be back next week, which will be essentially days and moments before the unveiling of LG stuff and Samsung stuff. So it, who knows how many leaks we're going to have next week, right? It'll be a similar style show, I would imagine, next week, but it's going to be good. It's going to be good. And uh, yeah, and then all hell's going to break loose once MWC rolls around. So it's going to be a fun time. So. uh, Definitely stick around, and uh, yeah, if if you haven't subscribed, be sure to subscribe to the show. We'll be talking about a lot of stuff. So, Uh, yeah, again, thanks for joining us. Enjoy live show. See ya.